Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. For years, we've been in what some might call the age of big data, where terabytes of data are generated every day by individuals and organizations alike. Now, with cloud technologies and generative AI taking over retail, there are new opportunities to harness the power of these large, complex data sets in a meaningful way. With this greater scanning, organizing, and processing of huge data streams comes additional pressure to ensure that data is used responsibly and securely. In this series, Rethink Retail and Microsoft, alongside top retail experts, explore how new technologies and strategies are pioneering expansive possibilities for the retail industry. Through our four-episode series, we'll dive deep into the robust impact of cloud-supported technologies in areas like supply chain management, associate empowerment, personalization, and in this episode, extracting actionable value from your data. David Phipps, I'm a director of our Azure business for retail consumer goods at Microsoft. When you talk about retail companies in particular, you have antiquated technologies that are there that have been there for a long time to service customers. You also have silos based on the organizations themselves, and so that data sits within those groups. And then that leads to heightened security risk and people unwilling to share as much on a regular basis. So that in itself leads to a lack of data democratization, and that's a big issue across the board. So that's the main reasons why people aren't able to access their data across the board. My name's Charles Hazeman. I'm a professor and the director of the Retail Innovation Strategy Excellence Center. We know it as RISE at the University of Texas at Dallas. And no, we are not the football team. If you have a legacy system, which is not as efficient in taking in all the new technology that comes along and all the new equipment, new systems, new focuses, the data tends to get lost. Data gets moved around, data gets stored. In my history of actually doing a lot of consulting, what I found myself time and time again having to find the data that was going to be needed to be able to do something. My name is Jose Luis Ortiz. I am the head of sales for retail and consumer goods in Microsoft in the US. The reason why they cannot access all the data is because it's in different places and not it's not well integrated. So it's there are different sources of data. There could be data that belongs to them or data that they are acquiring through like websites and they need the permission from their consumers or their customers to be able to edit. Or even if you're a consumer goods company, you need to acquire information from retailers to also be able to access. So all those layers of data are not necessarily integrated in one place. And it's super important so that you can eventually make sense of all of that together. Now the technology is evolving so rapidly. Like now it's very relatively easy to not necessarily integrate all data in one single place, but you can access it and just get the most out of all these data sets. I don't want to get into product specifics, but there are products that can integrate all that data without having to necessarily move data from one place to the other. 
the premise of an AI infrastructure is the idea is that you're able to train all your models and everything else on the data that you have. And, you get, and data, was said earlier, is the key, is the gold. And so with that, by having an AI infrastructure in place, you're able to implement standards by which everybody can access this data. And because you're able to talk to the data in different formats, different divisions to get different answers, you have to have security uh, parameters in place across all those different areas, therefore locking it down and making sure that certain people have certain access to the right type of information they're supposed to be getting in response. Hi, I'm Sandeep Oni. I'm part of the retail practice at Gartner. Of course, AI and generative AI is the zeitgeist of today's retail industry. But reality is, even before retailers can synthesize the power of AI, they need to have a solid data infrastructure because without having a harmonized data foundation, it's impossible for them to synthesize and harmonize the power of AI inference using that data. And I think what makes it particularly challenging is the fact that for the vast majority of multi-channel retailers, that data is locked away in silos that are typically not talking to each other. So think about the physical store data versus the e-commerce data versus that of supply chain versus that of other back office systems. So I think it's incredibly important to have interconnected systems where you have a single source of truth that then allows inference and insights, powerful business insights that can be drawn from it. And that's really where I think the right AI infrastructure comes in to empower that. Shally Branston, Corporate Vice President, Global Retail, Consumer Goods and Gaming. An AI and a data infrastructure is foundational to really meeting customers and store associates and really the retail experience where it is. And for as long as I've been in this industry, there's never been a shortage of data. It's what to do with it and how to action it. So I always say we're data rich, but sometimes insight poor. And so what's so exciting about where we are right now is actually the outcomes that we can deliver for our customers and for our store associates to imagine entirely new experiences are there because of this generative AI capability. We actually just completed some research with Futurum Research to really understand where consumers are in terms of their data as well as where retailers are. And we did find that for about 26% of consumers, they're very concerned about the usage of their data. They're saying they prefer a human interaction. But the flip side of that is 74% of consumers are comfortable with the usage of their data, but the perception gap is really how that data is used. Is it used responsibly? Is there a value equation for the consumer so that they get savings to help me save time, get items that they want faster? Obviously, there's no finish line in terms of security, trust, and privacy, but what we are seeing is when you save the consumer time and money, they're willing to share their data. So I think what you're gonna see it's going to be very interesting, especially in the grocery industry. Your big grocers like Kroger, et cetera, they have their data pretty much scrubbed and ready to rock and roll. So they can take AI and you're going to see two to three percentage points of increase in their profitability because of how they're able to leverage that data. The problem with the mom and pop smaller companies is they've got these systems that have been built on top of build on top of build and they don't have access to their data in such a way that AI can really give them a one up. So there's going to be some issues in regards to the quality and the depth and the systems that are out there working. There are different layers of security across the board. 
But I think any type of AI strategy you have or anything you do nowadays has to be grounded in the fact that it has to be secure. Security has to be the top and focus for whatever you do, for whatever you're going to build, specifically in a generative AI world. It usually starts with the identity of the end user and what they're going to be accessing, what they should have access to, all the way up to the broader organization across the board. There are lots of different toolings that need to be put in place. The, the good part is they're actually very easy to put in place and, and actually can be centralized in a, a common view across multiple different platforms. One of the ironies of technology is that simple is better. Unfortunately, we all want to show how smart we are, and so we want to have very technical, very great technology that's going to change the world. And unfortunately, it's harder to be secure with that. It's harder to control it. So the more we can simplify it, the more we can keep it clean and precise, the easier it is to secure. The irony of, I think, of all of this data conversation, and probably why I lean towards the academic side of the world, is the fact that soft skills are the key to the, all the answers that we're trying to deal with here. You can bring in all the new technology you want, and all this state of the art, but if you don't have people talking to people, and people listening to people, and people understanding, and having basic integrity, character, etc., what have you accomplished? People first. It's not a matter of aptitude, it's a matter of attitude. And I heavily push that. I'll hire by attitude long before I'll hire due to aptitude. The biggest concern people have nowadays is the idea that everything needs to be in the cloud. You hear about a cloud for a strategy. Common practice should be more is the cloud right strategy. Organizations are going to have data at all different areas of their businesses, whether in the manufacturing facility and at the actual brick and mortar store, all the way back to the back end of operations. So what you need to be looking at about trying to unlock data is where does that data sit today? And then how do you actually leverage certain tools, whether they're in the cloud or on premise, to actually be able to understand more about your client, be able to serve them on an overall journey across the board. So having an AI infrastructure for that really allows you to bring in the right cloud technology at the right time. I think with the, the launch of generative AI, I think a lot of retailers are finding out so much more about their organizations that they never had before, that they didn't understand it. So once you start to open that up, you're going to know more about what your customer's doing today, what the recommendations are for them in the future, but then how that ties into other third-party solutions and other ways of selling that they never had thought about before. You're going to be defining a customer journey and basically it serving as an element of a personal assistant to a customer on an ongoing process. So I think that's the greatest part about this journey that's going on. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.